Hi, and welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast. My name is Trisha Copeland, and I'm the host of this show. This podcast is all about books, magic, and the love of reading. Today, I have a very special episode. This is my first ever guest interview for season one, episode 12. And today I have Kat Stiles. She is an urban fantasy author, and we're very excited to have her. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for being here, Kat. I know I sent you ahead of time a couple of questions, so we'll dive right in. I'm very excited to hear your answers because I think we have a lot in common. And we'll just go from there because I don't want to bring in any spoilers. So just give us a broad brief overview of who you are, what you do, what you write, and all that jazz. Sure. Uh, yeah. So my name is Kat Stiles. I've been an author for, oh my goodness, a long, long time. It's probably been over 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has. Um, I, I started out writing a YA. Uh, urban fantasy, and then um, and then I got into uh, more adult urban fantasy, um, and lately I've been doing more sci-fi uh, with the vampire cure. It's it's urban fantasy and and sci-fi, and um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I love I love reading. I love writing. That's, that's basically me, right? <laughs> that's awesome. How many books have you published? Um, Eleven so far. Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. We write in some very similar genres. So tell me what inspired you to write in that fantasy space. Um, I, I, I love superpowers, honestly. And urban fantasy is just filled with superpowers. And I think in absolutely every single piece of writing, with the exception of one short story, there's a superpower of some sort in it. So um, I, I love superheroes. I love superhero movies. I love comic books. So. Um, being able to tell my own tales of, of superhero powers and things like that is just fun. That's, that's kind of why I like writing in it. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about these superpowers. How do your, your characters get their superpowers? That's, that's an interesting question. There's a lot of different ways, right? Um, I've got different universes. Um, and in the, in the first series that I did connected, which is the YA series, I, I'm actually going to, talk about the origin of the powers in the third book. But Modified, it was more uh, evil corporation kind of thing. <laughs> and they, uh, you know, they, there were people with certain genetic markers. And, and so they would, um, you know, modify them and, and see if they got powers and then uh, work with it that way. So uh, some of it was uh, like in, in enhanced, it was uh, genetic splicing kind of thing at birth so uh, different ways different series right <laughs> that's amazing tell me what else or what other series or authors might have inspired you to start publishing did you just from the very beginning know you wanted to publish your book or did somebody say cat you have to do this <laughs> <laughs> actually believe it or not it was it was uh, uh Stephen e. meyer uh, with the Twilight series, when I read that, I was, I was inspired. I was, I, I, 
I have a love-hate relationship with the Twilight series because there's some things I loved about it and some things I hated about it. But all in all, I read this book and I, I read all the books because they just kind of grabbed me. And I thought, well, it, this would be kind of fun to do if, if I could, you know, write a whole book like this and 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 publish it and you know have people read my stuff. So uh, it takes a lot longer than maybe it did for Stephanie. I think for most of us, right? <laughs> I'm still nowhere near um, <clears throat> where she is, you know. But uh, it's I, I've had a fun time doing it. You know, I've had, especially with with cer certain series that I absolutely love to write. That I look forward to writing, and and when I get the comments, it's just. Uh, but yeah, it's um it was Twilight really. I mean I I. She's not my favorite author. Like I, I love Clive Barker. He's maybe one of my favorites. And, and I love Stephen King. And um, I, I read a lot of horror. I watch a lot of horror movies. So. <laughs> but then I like um, I like the classics too. Like I'm reading Catch-22 and 1984. I like existential fiction on Kafka. So, I mean, I'm kind of all over the board when it comes to, <laughs> to, to who's who I really love and who's inspired me. That's amazing. Yeah, I was inspired by Stephanie Meyer as well, because I just thought, wow, she could write this whole four book series off of one little dream she had. If, if she could, you know, <laughs> like, I was like, hey, I could do that too. It's amazing. It was yeah. amazing. Those books are amazing. They really are. Love them or hate them. They're amazing. They're well, like it's a, funny because <laughs> I, I don't know that it well. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody say they love and hate them at the same time. Um, <laughs> because usually there's just people that are like, no, she didn't get the vampires right. It's just not right. And they're yeah. definitely in that camp. And then there's the people that it was like, it's a wonderful love story. Um, so yeah. I read them several times myself. So yeah, and yeah. I, when I get tired, I just turn on the movie because that's the only thing I'm just like. <laughs> so so tell me, what do you love most about being an author? Uh, you know, I, I guess the feedback from, from the readers. I got this one review that was so wonderful. I, I think I keep it in my browser because <laughs> it, was, uh, it was from Modified. And Modified, um, especially the first five books of Modified are, are short. They're like, and it's a serial. So it's, it's like 10,000 words. And I was getting a lot of heartache uh, on the length. <laughs> and people were saying, oh my goodness, why is she doing this? This isn't a book and all of this stuff. And this guy wrote this, this review <clears throat> that just like explained everything that I would have said to, to all the readers who, who gave me those, those reviews. You know? And it was so wonderful. And it was just like, he, he was like cheering me on. And, and I, when I saw that, I was like, this is why I write. You know, I don't even care how many copies I sell this is why I write because he gets this and he understands my whole thought process and he gets the characters and he understands why the series is fun so I think it's it's really connecting with the readers and you know I mean a lot of writers say that they're like exercising demons out of their head when they write but I mean the stories play on in your head so you've got to get them out otherwise you'll think about them all the time you know, I mean, that's maybe the other reason because they're, they're just like going on in there. So I've got to write them down. <laughs> I definitely have circling in my head as well. So have you missed, do you go to book cons and have you missed that in the past year? Uh, I used to. 
I used to go to them uh, a long time ago, but um, that was more when I was trying to get an agent and go the traditional route. And uh, once once I decided to to self publish, I don't really I don't really go to them anymore. But they were fun. I, I remember going to a couple, and I remember connecting with other writers, and I thought that was really cool. So I do kind of miss that. But it's I, I live out in the boonies now, so I think it's it's cost prohibitive for me to go. Um, you know, I mean, getting to the airport and, and you know, this, when I when I lived in San Antonio, it was cool because I could just go to Austin and you know, it's right there. It was a day trip, but it, it's a little different now that I live in the sticks. So, yes, travel expenses can be prohibitive. I will say that. <laughs> so, tell me, who is your favorite character in one of your books? Oh, it's Kate. It's Kate from Modified. She is so twisted. And I, I, I love her because she is so flawed. Um, and, and people have given me hell for that too. They're like, she doesn't, she doesn't seem right. There's something wrong with her. I'm like, yes, there is something wrong with her. <laughs> That's the whole point. She's an anti-hero. And I love that she has this inherently evil power and, and she still manages to do good with it sometimes, but sometimes she just, she just lets it go and, and, and bad things happen. So it's, I like the conflict of, of her being so flawed and still being the hero that she's the most fun character. And she's <clears throat> kind of modeled after me. <laughs> uh, she's got, you know, she lives in New Jersey and that's where I was from. And she's got, you know, an attitude problem. <laughs> I used to have more of an attitude problem than I do now, but um, yeah, sometimes I still have an attitude problem. So <laughs> it's, it's just well, that dyad, I mean, there are many sides to all of our personalities, right? So, I mean, one person is not just all of one thing. So, Absolutely. So. I think there's a little of me in all of my characters, right? <laughs> I don't know if you do that, too. At least one aspect of your personality is, is like in each single character. <laughs> yeah, I wrote one time a character that, like, in the beginning, you weren't supposed to like her, and I don't really think most people understood that you weren't supposed to like her in the beginning that she was kind of bitchy oh can you say that on podcast hopefully you can um i think so you can say it on tv right okay good um, <laughs> um but yeah it, and but then when some of the reviews were like oh i didn't like her in the beginning but i don't think you were supposed to I was like yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> well i mean they've got it they got it to change right they've got to start out one way and you know end up another way so i get that so how do you plan out your books and your series? Do you have a goal or a framework in mind or is it kind of like just off the seat of your pants? Well, I do a little of both. Like I do a, a high level outline. Uh, so I get all the major points because uh, yeah, there are elements that you have to include in the book for it to be successful. And so I've got you know a, a series of things. All right, I've got to do this, this, and this, and this. But then um, as I go, a lot of times I, I, I deviate very strongly from that outline. So it's, it's just kind of like a framework. Um, I know some people outline scenes and everything, and I, I don't get that crap either. <laughs> I just do the major points, and then I go writing and, and see what happens. And, and it changes. Like uh, The Vampire Cure, I did a, a whole plot. I had so many things. And then I just kind of like, no, that doesn't make any sense and just threw it out and just kind of did my own thing anyway. So it's, it's a little of both. <laughs> I got to make sure I've got like the major, the major points of, of what she has to do, like 
act one, act two, act three kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so. so that is an interesting point. Do you have an English background or a literature background or did you study that in college or is this just something you picked up? Yes, I actually got a bachelor's degree in English. <laughs> you wouldn't know it by my job title because I work in IT. But um, but yeah, I do have an English degree. So, <laughs> but no, I you know it, it's so funny. What you learn in college isn't really having anything to do with what you do in a job. So, most of what I've learned about story story structure has been from from nonfiction books. I've read a lot of uh, writing nonfiction books. So, I mean, that's kind of where I get my ideas. And then I read actual fiction books right, in in the genre. So I get an idea. Okay, so she did this this way what I like about it, what I don't like about it, and that kind of thing. Do you read in your genre while you're writing? Uh, sometimes. Um, usually I do it before uh, I start writing. Uh, vampire Cure, especially because I'm not a huge fan of vampire books. I, I say that after I talk about how much I love Twilight. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not into like uh, the vampire diaries and I'm not into, uh, oh, uh, Bella Forest. I tried, I read the, I read the first book and I, I was like, I can't believe this. This is, how is this so popular? It was one of those things where I just, I could not get into it. But then there were other books that I really did love that was like adult vampire fiction. Uh, I can't remember what her name was. Rain, I think. Uh, it's gone. I probably put it in my notes. Anyway, there were some that I really loved too. So it was um, <clears throat> it was something I wanted to say, okay, well, I got to read at least some of the other books that are in the genre, see how they do it and, and kind of decide. But it's, it's hard for me to be, I don't want to say formulaic, but there is a certain um, way that you're supposed to do things to make it sell well, right? And I, I end up twisting it into some kind of weird thing that's my own creation. Like the vampire cure is a great example. I could have just done, you know, the whole, you know, longing vampire kind of thing and the humanity and kind of like Twilight, right? I mean, I know that's really popular. Throw a twist on it, but I couldn't do it. I tried to write that. And I couldn't, I was like, no, I can't, I can't live with myself. <laughs> so so I put scientists in it and I put uh, an ex-president kind of thing in it and you know I made it controversial and I made it crossover I made it kind of weird but it's mine right <laughs> and I can live with myself if I can write something that is is original and it's mine so it, it's um it, it that's just the way the, my mind works it, it's probably not gonna make me millions of dollars but it does turn out some interesting fiction <laughs> well obviously there I, there's been several I don't know TV, I haven't read the book series that you mentioned, but there's been several TV series about um, adult vampires and a cure for vampirism, um, even that Ian Summerholden did. Um, and I've actually seen two. Um, one just came up on my Amazon Prime feed that I haven't, I haven't watched yet, but I, I am, I have to admit, a fan of the, you know, the YA vampire books, and I've read all of them. Um, but I think there's definitely a market for that true blood type of, in true blood, the vampires will still magic in true blood, but the more adult sci-fi vampire stories, right? Where it could, they could be modified human beings. So right. I think there's definitely that, something for everyone in a vampire book. So except for my one friend who was like my Twilight buddy, and then at the end, 
I was like, oh, let's go read this other vampire series. She's like, oh, I don't like vampires. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you're dead to me now. Well, I mean, I, I, Twilight is so heavy on the romance that the vampire piece of it is almost incidental. So I, I could I could understand her saying that. Right? That makes sense to me. I like scary vampires. I like the Lost Boys. I like Dracula. I like the old school kind of scary, not non-glittery vampires. So. Okay, so like Anne Rice as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Anne Rice is um, even her writing was so flowery though. It was it was hard for me to take it. I'm not I'm not like a you know, a Jane Austen fan. There's there's certain kinds of, of writing that just, I can't, I can't do it. I've got to have more down to earth. I say that and I read existential fiction. So again, I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> but I don't like, I don't like flowery prose where it's real uh, delicate. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's the right word, but. No, there's definitely styles of writing that are more yes. ad adjective adverb heavy right so <laughs> and it, it's a long walk through the glowing shimmering <laughs> sparkling garden <laughs> yes 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 i can't i'm like no no we gotta we gotta move a little faster you know so I, and I, I i love clive barker too and clive barker writes beautiful beautiful fiction i mean he can write about someone's head getting decapitated in the most beautiful manner. It, it almost seems like literature. So <laughs> it it's it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird that I can like that and still not like the the flowery prose. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm a I'm I'm just all over the place. That's that's all I can say about that. Well, we're getting lots of insight into your book. So <laughs> that is amazing. So if you were going to pick one book about writing that you love and that you will go back to all the time and would suggest for other people that might want to write, which, which book would it be? Oh my goodness. There's so many. Um, I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember the ones that I loved about structure um, and, and the, the titles are escaping me. I, I love Stephen King's on writing book, but it's not, it's, it's not like it's not like a guide map. It, it's just conversations, and he talks a lot about writing. And he talks about the craft, and that book is amazing just to read. But there are so many that I I like for uh, structure, right? And those are the ones that I, I just cannot think of right now. Um, <clears throat> but I can I can give them to you. If you want to post it on the website, I can look them up and get it later. Great. Yeah, they'd be good. So I am, I don't have a literature background. I actually hated writing in college, which is funny. <laughs> but because um, I have a science background, I had to write. Like I had to write my thesis. I had to write papers for publication. And so I learned technical writing first. But of course, that is like you have a summary and then you have an intro and then you have a body and you have a conclusion. That isn't like a dramatic way of writing. It's just a fact-based way of writing, right? So um, I took lots of courses just through local organizations. And the one we um, focused on was Save the Cat, which is like that three act series, right? <laughs> yes, I've got that one too. I think I've read that one. And I think I've it originally them. came from screenplays or plays, how to write like act one, act two, act three of a play. And those can be adapted for different genres, but that's sort mm -hmm. of the one I've gone back to a couple of times. So. 
Yep, that's a good one. Yep, I think I've got that in my list too, Save the Cat. I know there was one about outlining, um, outlining in 90 days or, uh, yeah, the outlining so extensive that, I mean, you, you just about write the whole book with the outline, which again, I, I, I tried before, but unless, um, I, I don't know, I, I guess I just like to, uh, to kind of come up with things as I'm writing too. I like to have that freedom, so. So do you set goals for yourself and deadlines on, on your calendar and when you want your book published? <laughs> I, I need to. I, I'm not very good about that. And that's that's how a year can go by and I'll only come out with two or three books. Uh, some of my books are smaller. So two or three books sounds really impressive. But when you consider that one of them is like 25,000 words, it's less impressive. And sometimes I do prequels of like uh, 10K. So <clears throat> I do need to set goals. I need to figure that out really, really fast. I've got a, uh, a deadline coming up with Vampire Cure 2 in late July. So I need, to, uh, I need to do that like every day. I've got a writer friend that gets up at like four in the morning and, and that's what he does. He writes for like an hour or two at that uh, God awful hour. And he does it every single day. You know? He's got like 2 million words written or something crazy like that. And I, I, that's probably my biggest problem at this point is, is trying to do it with consistency. Because what happens is I get closer to the deadline and, and I get writing like a demon, right? Because <laughs> deadlines kind of drive me. And that's why I set this other, I set this one in July just to try to, okay, maybe I can get into a groove and, and set aside a certain time every day, but I, I've, I've not done it yet. And I'm changing jobs. So that's also going to make that interesting because <laughs> I'm getting into a new routine. So uh, yeah, I'm soon. I think I have a book on procrastination and I know I have a couple of books on planning. So those are going to be my next nonfiction reads. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Little inspiration there. Yeah. So I noticed that you are a USA Today bestselling author. Tell me about that. Okay, that was uh, the Eternal Bite uh, box set that I did with uh, several other urban fantasy authors. And that's that's where the Vampire Cure debuted. Uh, and we made the list. Um, I can't remember what number we made it at, but it was a, it was a decent footing. It wasn't right at the end. So I was, I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's really exciting. What are you looking forward to next in the future of publishing or your books or your series? Uh, so I, and like I said, The Vampire Cure 2 is coming out in uh, the end of July. I'll probably make that a three book series. Um, <clears throat> it's more timely because of, the, uh, of, of COVID. There's a, a virus similar to COVID in that book. So there's a lot of parallels to the year 2020 in the book. <laughs> um, and that was kind of fun. And so I have to, I have to get that series out pretty fast because people aren't going to be interested in that once COVID goes away, which I, I don't know if it'll ever go away, but it's, it's certainly um, less, less crazy here in the U.S., I should say, because some countries are still, um, still having trouble with COVID. Um, but after that, I really want to do more Modified because Modified's my favorite series. I absolutely love the comic book feel of it. 
and I've written uh, Unified Part One. I'm going to do Unified Part Two. I'm, I'm working on that one as well. And then I think just tie up some some of the other series. Like Connected has one more book. Enhanced has uh, one or two more books uh, to tie up those series. And then focus on um, either finishing the Vampire Cure or just writing Modified. People seem to like Modified. It, it's probably my most uh, popular series. And it's the one I love writing. So <laughs> I, I want to I spend more time with those characters because they're a lot of fun. It's a it's it's graphic and it's it's full of curse words. It's just uh, just gratuitous fun is what it is. <laughs> it's not like the rest of my stuff, so it's more unique. Well, I think that's what people want right now, right? Gratuitous fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. I hope so. I hope so. We're or we've got Vela on the horizon, so. I was gonna write, um, you can't put old stuff into Vela right now. So I was gonna write uh, an origin story for one of the modified characters that everybody loves. And I thought that would be nice for Vela. Um, just a short, like 10K. The other, um, <clears throat> the other origin stories that I've done for the other series have been right around 10K. So that seems to be a nice uh, size for origin stories. Yeah, the people that love your series really love, or I like that. I, and I think other people, readers do too. If you love a series, you want to know like where it began. You want to know everything about every character <laughs> and you just want to keep reading about it so it doesn't ever have to end. That's how I get. So I'm guessing other readers get that as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I published a very short prequel to my prequel as well. And it was like origin from like Adam and Eve. Um, oh, so wow. that was kind of interesting, but. And yeah, and I haven't looked into Kindle Valley yet. Well, I haven't, I noticed it was there, but I haven't noticed like what the rules were and things like that. So I have to do some more investigating. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I was really surprised because I got so much backlash for Modified being uh, being so short. And, and I had to put a warning label in the description that it was a serial and that, you know, you should expect to read them in order. It's not going to make sense if you read it out of order. And now they've got a whole platform for pretty much serial fiction, you know, and I'm like, wow, I wish I'd waited to, to, to publish Modified until this came out, but it didn't make sense because, you know, like I've been doing Modified for years, but it, it's uh, it's exciting that people want that. I think more of the younger generation are, are reading on their phones. And they want they want short chunks of fiction. They don't want something that's going to take six hours to read while they're you know going to their friend's house or whatever they're doing. I don't know what young people do these days. Probably not much of anything, but <laughs> maybe soon soon we'll start doing things again. <laughs> but yeah. And it was interesting that you talked about people wanting to read about a virus or a cure right now, do you think people want to read? I mean, I, and so this is my sort of backstory. I had a book and I guess it's more dystopian sci-fi YA and um, I published it two years ago and the first installment, there's a, a pandemic and this is the second pandemic in 30 years and their parents send them away to a desert camp and but her sister gets sick, the main character's sister gets sick. So the main character and her friend have to figure out how to help her sister. 
Um, and it was very eerie when the pandemic started because so many oh, of the goodness. details were similar, like they were blaming the Chinese and it was just eerie how similar it was to what actually happened. And so last 2020, I, in April, I had planned to release the second book of that series where it really doesn't get into the pandemic part, but this evil government has a cure, but they're not releasing it to the whole world. They're mm -hmm. only keeping it for their own citizens. So really the major characters are just trying to overthrow the evil regime to get the cure to the rest of the world. But I had, yes. my sales were not good. <laughs> oh, really? Because of the yeah. whole, you know, it's weird know, because so. I saw an uptick in it for a while. Um, people wanted to read maybe because they wanted hope. I, I don't know if that's the case anymore. Um, I, I, I have trouble writing to market as well. That's something I'm still trying to do <laughs> um, um, to, you know, try to. But honestly, honestly, the vampire cure was like uh, a therapy for me because <laughs> I was really frustrated with how the, the ex-president was handling things. So this was kind of my, my therapeutical outlet is writing the vampire cure. <laughs> um, it, was, it was fun. It was a way for me to take something that was horrible and you know, had us imprisoned and, and people were dying and, and, and make it into something that you know, has at least hope of, of something you know, getting better. You know? So um, I, you know, I, it was weird. I don't, I don't know how other people feel. I, I know that some people wanted to read, read COVID kind of, well, not COVID, but you know, virus kind of books. It, it was an uptick, so. I don't know. I mean, the second book doesn't sound like it's it's virus related so much. Um, that sounds like a really awesome series. <laughs> I gotta check that out. It's it's published. It is Love Lock One. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll check it out. I love that. Right. Kind of stuff. But I guess <laughs> when you when you talk about topics in a fantasy world, somehow they're easier to talk about and maybe process your feelings about in the fantasy world. <laughs> So Absolutely. that you can take those process feelings back to the real world. Uh, it was interesting. I read or I heard one podcast one time that was talking about people reading fantasy and that it really didn't help your development as a young adult because you were staying mm. in this fantasy world. And I was like, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> right. Need more imagination and creativity. No, right. I and mean, your case characters are facing you know, trials and tribulations, probably that somehow a little bit mirror things that go on in the real world, but you get to explore those in a way that it's not as threatening and maybe you can, you can work through them easier than you could if you were like, just saying, oh, this is really true, too true to life and I can't deal with it at all. So I'm just going to shut it out maybe. Right, right. Well, I mean, there's there's other elements like uh, with the vampire cure. There were there were vampires. There were brilliant scientists. There was you know something something else. So it's not just the horribleness <laughs> that the news feeds you every single day. It was it was some other element. So I think I think that's what that's what makes it different, and that's what makes it more hopeful. At least in in my fiction, I always have an element of hope, um, even you know with with humanity too, because I think there's so many series that um and shows really that just beat humanity to death like we are the worst thing we are the scum of the universe <laughs> and I'm, I'm really kind of tired of that I, I want 
maybe a little bit more positivity, you know, that, that maybe we're capable of, of doing great things, of having that uh, sense of, of community and, and, and love for one another. And I know that, that in itself is fantasy, right, <laughs> in this kind of world, but I like to put that in there just to kind of, you know, give people hope we're going we're gonna to figure this out. We're constantly changing. We're evolving. We're, we're going to get better, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, I think a lot of that is what the media shows us, right? So Absolutely. It, it shows us what's bad's happening. So it over-exaggerates that because I know tons of good things are happening as well on every different level, but it's, it's harder to see, I think. It doesn't sell news. <laughs> you know, and people don't tune in for that. They don't want to see all the the happy good things that people are doing <laughs> they want to see the the horrible things it's like it's like watching horror movies and i watch horror movies <laughs> i guess i'm part of the problem but um i i just like to be scared i i, I don't like to be i I'm, i consider myself very empathic and i i tend to um get very emotional if i see something horrible on the television so i avoid the news most of the time i was only watching during the covid thing just for the safety reasons right um <clears throat> but otherwise i i just become a mess and i don't you know i i try to protect myself from that because it's it's just i'm an ugly crier like toby mcguire and spider-man and <laughs> nobody wants to see that don't and everyone else gets people who aren't empathic when they see somebody else crying, they get uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I've got one friend who's just like me, and so he gets it, and he he's like crying all the time too, and it, you know he feels things like very uh, deeply, and it's it's annoying and and it's wonderful at the same time, but it's you have to kind of protect yourself from that sort of stuff, and it's that's why I, I just try to avoid it because it's so it's so sad for me. To even the headlines, I'll be like on my phone and I'll see headlines and I'll just oh why would somebody do that you know it's it's hard right <clears throat> it is but well i'm with hard. yeah i'm with you on that one because i was reading two chapters of my book um on my podcast and i was tearing up as i was reading really <laughs> yeah no i i couldn't get through the second chapter i had to stop because her father could have been dead and she didn't yes. know if he was dead or not and i was just choking up and i was like okay we're going to finish this chapter next week because <laughs> i i had to come back and reset and finish the chapter well and i'm like that too and i know what happens and i still cry there are still parts of my books that i cry it's so I'm glad I'm not the only one that you know writes books and, and does this right I feel like uh you know like this is good I'm in good company. no I'm definitely there with you definitely so to rehash I want you to list all your series and then tell us maybe your website and your um Twitter Facebook Instagram social media handles so okay okay sure uh so I've got uh the four series, right? Four, four series. That's it. Okay. Connected is the YA series about three teens that have superpowers <clears throat> and uh, trying to do them in, in the right order. <laughs> Modified is uh, the series about uh, there's many, many different superpowers in that series. It's, it's very gritty. It's got a lot of curse words. It's a, it's a little bit, uh, Kind of think think of like a graphic novel in in regular novel form is is what modified is about, 
um, enhanced is genetic um, superpowers, um, enhancements at birth. So that's um, that's kind of it has it has kind of some X Men kind of um, kind of race elements to it. So that that's kind of um, how enhanced is going. And then uh, and then the Vampire Cure series, which is uh, pandemic and and vampires and science and all of that good stuff. Um, my website is catstyles.com and my handle is catstylesauthor. And I believe it's that on pretty much everywhere, right? Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, it's catstylesauthor, right? <clears throat> so that's how, that's how to find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you and I hope we can connect more offline. I'm going to pick up, I don't know which favorite book I'm going to pick up. I think The Vampire Cure, maybe. <laughs> that might be my first one. So well, let yeah. me know what you think. I'll I will. Gonna, I will definitely I'm let you know. And, as well. <clears throat> yeah. And hopefully all our listeners will check you out as well. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Bye. Bye-bye. I was very excited to host Kat Styles as my first podcast guest today. Kat writes YA and adult urban fantasy with sci-fi elements. She aims to infuse humor, positivity, and happy endings in all her works. You can find all her books on her website at catstyles.com and our social media handle, Kat Styles Author. If you'd like to learn more about my YA urban fantasy and dystopia titles or NA romance books, you can find me on trishacopeland.com and as Trisha Copeland Author on your favorite social media. Until next time, happy reading.